I did hear your swallow. Oh. Well, welcome to the Way Family oh, hello. Podcast. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about our clothes, a tool, and other stuff. You know, we chill. We chillin'. We also dancing. I kind of miss the old um, Funky Town intro. I think we should bring that back. It was just too long. We should bring it back, but it was just too long. Just a short Funky Town intro. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for joining us for this podcast today. We are your two normal average hosts who are 28 years old, married with two kids, and living in California. We're married to each other. We are married to each other, not other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to do a podcast about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, like two and a half. And here we are, hanging Wait, two on. two and a half years? Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half years. We got, We better get our act together. We got to have segments. We got to have an intro. We no. got to have five tips for minimizing your wardrobe, type titles, do SEO tags, mm. grow our listener base, start doing ads. Just kidding. We're not going to do any of that. <laughs> um, so this is an unfiltered conversation that uh, Hannah and I just have on a weekly basis. Uh, and the purpose of this podcast is conversations that we wish that we would have heard or had five years ago mm-hmm. or an undisclosed amount of time ago. Just stuff we wish we would have known Yeah, before. So Hannah is in week two of her Thankful Closet Project, which is going on on Facebook, doing pretty yes. well. Yes. I'm very proud of you. This and she just said before we started that she needs to simplify. I was talking about my GIF usage <laughs> on, that has nothing to do with that. On an Instagram story, but still, shocking. Okay, that's not going to fly. <laughs> Change your attitude. <laughs> I'm proud of you, hun. You're doing a really good job. You should be proud of me. <laughs> and you're inspiring a lot of people. It's good. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. It's been a long time coming. I mean, yes, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how was your week, honey? Um, my week was medium. There were some, some hard things, some emotions. And some good things. Um, It went by fast. I'm still doing my workouts, my three three times a week. Uh, circuit training, hit workouts, kind of a like, I mean, it's a cross between circuit training and hit workouts. But um, that, I am really thankful for that because I realized one night, on a night that I did not have a workout, I was thinking um, I would literally probably never do a workout at home, like on my own accord. Like I could, I could muster up the whatever you need to do that at home because I know a lot of people do that, but I just realized that when it's like nighttime and I'm like, we're home for the night, I just want to be in relax mode. Mm. And so I'm really thankful for the, classes that I get to go to because you schedule them ahead of time and I mean they're you're paying for them so you pay for three a week like that's what your plan is doesn't matter how many you go to you are paying for three 
So if you don't go to three, you're losing, you're spending money on nothing essentially. But so you schedule them and you go and it's like, you are not going to not show up when you've scheduled your class. And I don't know, it's just really motivating. And I just, and the other people there and the coaches yeah. and there's a lot of aspects, but yeah, it's really motivating to be in a class with other people, but it's a small class and to have coaches helping you with your form and stuff. And I don't know, I'm just really thankful for that because I feel really good and I feel really strong and I feel healthy and I really like feeling like this. So, um, yeah, that's going and really well. I would say 99% of people work out harder when they know that someone is watching them for sure for sure and because it's like okay the coaches well there's one coach but the coach is there to like I mean they're not like mean and like pushing you and like saying like they're not like that it's not like come on you sissy like in the term you think I mean the way you think of the term coach it's not like that they're just like they're encouraging you to challenge your limits. Yeah. And they'll like correct you if you're doing something wrong. Or they'll be like, try it like this to make it a little more difficult. And I don't know. It's just like when, when you know there's somebody that's doing that, you're like, okay, I want to get it right. And I'm not going to like stop before the time's up because <laughs> there's people watching me, you know? So I don't know. It's just really, I don't know. It's really good. I really like it. And I am very thankful for it. And it helps. It's honestly helped me a lot with my mental health and like my emotions and stuff so yeah that is really good and um we went to see the sunset tonight with the babies and the funny thing is that a year ago we were there and it was just a couple days before I had Fern and I was super pregnant and Forrest and Zach went swimming and and I watched them um that was a year ago and then we went to the same beach tonight and I don't know just nostalgic and Fern is about to be one on Saturday this coming Saturday so that is crazy also um I can't remember that much else about my week but oh at the end I will share a recipe for my recommendations because I have well, been... you got an air fryer this week oh yes I got an air fryer okay so yeah that I will say I recommend air fryers but I mean that's not the recipe I'm going to share but uh, air fryer is pretty good. How was your week? My week was great. It was kind of hard though, wasn't it? It was very hard and I'm very glad that it's over with, but it was <laughs> only four days, you know? At work. It did definitely feel like five days of work though. Um, I took over the entire sales department because one, two, three, five people were gone. And so I was in charge of all of that. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot. I'm a marketing guy, so that was kind of outside of my realm. Um, but that went well. Wait, the, side the weekend note. was really nice. Side note Here, about the sales thing for you. He, I was still up last night working on some stuff, and Zach was asleep in bed, and he like moved. Well, he fell asleep on the floor, and then he got up to go. Wait, I fell asleep <laughs> on the bed. floor. Yes. You fell asleep on the floor and then he got up to go in bed and he was like, oh, no, the sales, you have to input the sale. And I was like, what? And he, he's like, yeah, doesn't it suck that they need the sale? No more time. And, and he was mumbling about sales and inputting like sales. And stuff. You didn't tell me this. <laughs> I forgot about it until just now. I was trying to press you for more information, but you went back to sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what sales? I have to know. 
so yeah last week kind of took a little toll on you there uh yeah <laughs> so many numbers and names and emails and forms and everything but it was nice to have a three-day weekend and Forrest and I went to the climbing gym and I'm looking at a Lego tower house that I built with him, which was fun. <laughs> and let's see, I got some things on. Oh, I cleaned out the garage. I parked the car in the garage. We've been parking it in you there the all week. week, which is nice. But I got rid it of some nice. more stuff. I'm taking a load to the landfill on Tuesday, which is nice. Landfills are depressing, though. They're so sad. Yeah. And like. Maybe the people who work there enjoy working there, but I'm just thinking of myself working there. I would <laughs> have, like, that might as well be jail for me. You know, just when you drive by it. And it smells, it so, smells bad. so bad. <laughs> it's like all the worst smells, but plus like a, a sweet smell. So it's like poop and like everything bad, like fish smell and like poop and like other stuff. And then also like a weird sweet smell because it's like food trash too. It's so bad. Yep. If you wanted to know about the details of a landfill, I've driven past one. And I got a um, broom holder, which I installed in the laundry room and put everything up on the wall. And that made me happy. I also killed all of the spiders that are surrounding our house. <laughs> I weeded the front yard. He killed them with fire. And our, yeah. <laughs> and our freaking water bill was $300 because one of the sprinklers was going all day because the Wi-Fi sprinkler system had a fault. So that's real cool. Had a fault. A $300 fault. Mm-hmm. So the sprinkler will be paying for that out of his own pocket. Yep. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to contact the app and ask that they reimburse me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I also got two fake plants this week, <laughs> and they look very nice where they are located. And Hannah and Forrest and I and Fern got to spend a lot of time together, which was nice. Forrest yes. has been learning a lot, but he has also been very, very difficult. So that's been pressing my patience. <laughs> and that's how my week went. Your voice is so calm right now. <laughs> and I'm freaking out. Yeah, it's been kind of hard with him. I think we talked about that last week too. And I mean, it's all it's all seasons. But I think that when, when we're in like a, an easier time with him, it's harder to recognize that. Because we then when we're in like the hard seasons, we're like, oh, we thought the... That one was... We thought that was bad. We thought that was hard. And it, I mean, and maybe it was for that time, but I I want to like try to recognize when things are going well more, you know, and especially to tell him that like when he's doing something well, it's really easy to like just skim over that and then get like frustrated with the stuff that he's not doing well or whatever. So I'm going to try to do that, to have a bit of a perspective change because... I can't really expect him to change too much because he's a three-year-old and he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions. So, Yeah, but he does like afterwards. That's the thing. I think his brain is still developing. But Well, yeah, his brain is still developing until you're like 20-something. Yeah, 26. Yeah. But he knows that like what he is doing is wrong. 
and like throwing himself on the floor and screaming at the top of his lungs is not well he a knows good thing. after the fact but it's like in that minute that is the most important thing is how he's feeling and that's how he's feeling you know like sometimes yes he has his fake his fake crying moments but when he's throwing himself on the floor in frustration or like yelling at us cuz he's mad or sad or didn't want something to happen that's the most important thing in his world at that time and that's what we're supposed to help him figure out how to do, how to regulate his emotions, how to express them in a healthy way, how to communicate them, you know? So that's difficult because it feels like it's been a long time of like trying to help him use his words, you know? But, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, he is only three. So that's, I mean, sometimes I think our expectations are a little bit higher than they should be. So. It's all a learning process. It's all a learning curve. Learning for all of us, really. All right. Um, on to the main topic. Oh, one more thing. I crushed a V6 in the cave, which I was stoked about. He's talking about, about climbing, climbing right now. Okay, yep. It's a grade. And V C- V7 is my goal for the year. And so I just got a V6. I've been working on the V5, V6 for the past five Ish months? Four-ish months? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I have to go back through my footage and look. (laughs) Or I'll just ask Tristan. Yeah. He knows. He's like, oh, yeah, well, you climbed this route on this day. Don't you remember? (laughs) It was the purple one with the pool noodles. Oh, cute. He's like the best climbing partner. Aw. I still wish Caleb would come with me, though. And he's always so encouraging in your videos. Mm -hmm. So cute. Yeah. He is he is awesome to climb with. It's nice because he thinks differently than me. And this might be a good transition <laughs> into the main topic. But okay. <laughs> he is an engineer. And so we climb together. And I am in marketing. And we work at the same company. We go to the same church. And we also climb. But the way that he thinks about things is a lot different than the way that I think about things. I climb differently than he climbs he climbs statically i climb dynamically and so with with static climbing you are focused on every single movement of your body and you're doing slow controlled movements in between holds with dynamic climbing it's more about completing the route in the fastest and or easiest way possible, which means that you exert yourself a little bit more and push yourself a little bit harder. Um, well, maybe. I don't know. They're, they're, some, they're somewhat equal. Static climbers have a lot to learn from dynamic climbers, and dynamic climbers have a lot to learn from static climbers. And Hannah and I think <laughs> a lot differently. We think very differently about yep. a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And that can be good. It can be difficult at times. Like when Tristan is like, oh, this is the move that you have to do. And I'm like, that's a stupid move. I'm going to try it differently. And I just keep trying it differently and keep trying it differently and cannot do it. So I have to do it his way. But sometimes I'm like, oh, no, you should just skip that hold completely and do this. And then he's like, oh, that was perfect. So with Hannah and I, that's how. Same thing. 
things go a lot of times. And we can learn from each other and we can grow from each other and we can challenge each other. And the question that I would like to pose today is, are clothes a utility or a tool that you use? How do you view clothes? I mean, I know the answer is yes, they are a tool, but they are also more than that. And I mean, for me anyways, and I was thinking about it after you asked me that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, because I always tell them it's different for guys. I mean, it's different for girls than it is for guys. Like with, with you, you have, you know, your set clothes that you wear all the time same thing you have your gray tees and you have like one flannel and you know like you have the same thing that you wear all the time and you're like who cares just have the same thing that you wear all the time and I've always said but it's different it's different for girls than than it is for guys and I don't think that it is I mean yes it is different for girls but I don't think it's just like a guy girl thing I think it's it depends on how you view clothes like you said and it is a way of expressing yourself. Like for me, it's just fun to get dressed. Like I like getting dressed. I mean, I like getting dressed a lot more now than I did before when I had way more clothing, but it, I don't know. It's like fun to be creative through your clothes and to express yourself. And like you are saying something about yourself to a certain extent through your clothes, whether you're trying to or not. So I don't know. That just is fun to me and interesting and I like I don't know like I'm I'm starting to see them more as a tool now that I've started this challenge and stuff and put less pressure on like what I'm wearing and like how I'm wearing it and stuff but it is still also something like I want to feel comfortable in the way that I look and in the way that I feel obviously um and I just want to look good. So, I don't know. Well, okay. I get where you're, where you're coming from. I can understand that. I also don't think that it's just a guy-girl thing because I know a lot of guys who care a lot about yeah. clothes. Yeah. And I know some girls who don't care very much at all. Yeah. So, it's not just a guy-girl thing. It, it's like a... It's a personality thing. Yeah. And like a a preference thing. So this was my thought. I know that you don't really view clothes strictly as utility. Mm-hmm. How then, besides creatively, because you already mentioned that, but when you're buying clothes, what are the thoughts that go through your head? Um... Well, I don't, do you mean like before when I would just buy whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, or do you mean like now? Because I haven't bought anything in a long time. Generally. But it's changed though, like in the last month since I have not been buying clothes. Then what was it before and what is it now? Um, Before it was just like whatever I think is cute, like, oh, that's cute. Yes. And then now. One thing, that's it. Uh Uh-huh. That that was it? Did it have to fit well? Well, I mean, online shopping was like where I thrived. So Mm. (laughs) 
I don't. I didn't really or care where you survive. <laughs> I didn't really care that much. I mean, I obviously wasn't trying things on if I'm buying them online. Um, so that was not really a thing for me. But if I got it and it didn't fit, I mean, sometimes I would send it back. Sometimes I couldn't return it for anything other than store credit, which is like I didn't want that. So I just like never returned it and I just ended up selling it or something. And I mean, a lot of things I just like I don't even have anymore. But but now it's like if I'm because I'm thinking about so I'm not buying anything this month, but I'm thinking about like different items of clothing that I would like to invest in in the in the future and now like my criteria is the fabric and uh like how well it will go with other things that I already have fabric what do you mean by fabric I just know the certain fabrics that I really like and that are really comfortable that I already have like linen and gauze I mean, I don't know if it's something else gauze, but it's like this fluffy, not fluffy. I don't know how to explain it. It's something gauze, maybe cotton gauze. I don't know. Um, and uh, like this, like tri-blend, like the, what I'm wearing right now is like the tri-blend linen thing. and the gauze are typically like loose weave fabrics. Mm. Like it's not super tight. Okay. So... Would it be more about the fabric or more about the feel? I don't know. Maybe it is the feel. I don't know. It's just, I just know the items of clothing that I have already that I love. Those are like the fabrics mm. that I want to keep having. And if it will go well with the other things that I have in my closet. So. Interesting. There are a couple of things that go through my mind when I am buying a piece of clothing. First off. <laughs> When I'm buying anything, I try to focus on quality over quantity, and I read reviews. I'm a review connoisseur. I've actually become more of a review reader in the last few months. It maybe is a detriment now, and I need (laughs) to stop it. (laughs) Because as I mentioned last week, I've probably spent way too much time reading reviews for robotic vacuum cleaners. Uh, it's just like maybe the technology isn't there yet for what I want. I have high standards. I'm very you picky. You do have high standards. Who's more picky? When it comes to what? Uh, Food. You. I'd say you. No. No. I would say you. You ask me what I want for dinner. What's my answer every single night? Yes. You say I don't care anything. That's not helpful because I want you to help me figure out what to make. And then when I make something and if you don't like it, you're like, eh, I don't like this. <laughs> That's not true. I have not said that in about you a year. You just said that like two days ago. No, I said it was salty. <laughs> okay. I, Which you agreed with. I'm not picky. I just don't want to eat all the foods that you want to eat at all times. Like I'm not going to have like cereal for dinner. And I'm not going to have like, I mean, I mean, not like you have that really anymore but before you're like well let's just have cereal for dinner i'm like no and that's not because i'm picky it's because i don't want to have cereal for dinner it's not very sustaining okay for clothes who's more picky you do you think you're way more picky but you don't pick often Mm, true what's another purchase 
Like literally anything else and you are the answer. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Could there be something that you're picky, more picky about um, me? My Starbucks order. <laughs> yeah, you are complicated. I am very, yes. Hannah is ashamed to order in person at Starbucks. <laughs> I order on the app. Yeah, I am I am very extra when it comes to my Starbucks order these days because pumpkin spice came around and I extra can't extra basic. I can't have the full pumps of pumpkin spice. That's like eating pure sugar. I can't do it. So, you know, I got to alter those and then well, I got to have like blonde espresso. I'm not going to have regular I'm espresso. I'm not a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am pretty peculiar. I mean, pretty particular. <laughs> Both when, when it comes to my Starbucks order, just in the fall. Okay, okay. Just when it's the most basic time of year <laughs> to be a basic Starbucks lover. So, yeah, and I'm also picky about what else? I'm picky about other things, um, like colors and like decorations of stuff, like basically anything in our house. Yeah, colors. Yeah, like you don't like the table. Well, that's not because of how it looks. It's because of when I try to sit on the end, there's that that thing and I can't sit on the full end of the bench because the the thing is blocking my legs mm. and I want to sit closer to the end because that's where Fern is or, and that's where Forrest is on that side. So True. I am picky about like yeah, weird stuff like that though. Like weird ho- house things. Like I don't like this for this reason. Well, I am picky about clothes. I think that I've always have been. Mm. And as far as I can remember, like when I was a kid, we were super poor, but I would still like have like my favorite things and just not wear anything else. And even then. Your jeans. Yeah, I had those. (laughs) So what? (laughs) Even then, like I would alter my clothing because... I had a sewing machine and I knew how to sew so that it would fit me best. And so all this to say is I'm pretty picky about my clothes. And, but I also view clothes as a like tool, as like something that you use to accomplish a to accomplish something. I disagree with you that you think that. Because I don't think you... I mean, I know you think it is a tool. Yes. That is... Probably everybody thinks it's a tool because we got to cover up our naked bodies. But you also are very particular about, like, fit and the way it makes you look, too. Yes. And you do care... I mean, you don't care about, like, the latest fashion trends, but you do care about your style and the way your clothes look together and you know right but what i'm saying is every, everyone is going to buy and utilize tools that everyone's going to buy tools that they will utilize mm-hmm. so you know those stupid green tools that i started buying yeah the ryobi ones because they're on sale yeah and i hate them now mm-hmm. and they suck it's like forever 21 for me it yeah ryobi <laughs> is forever 21 basically <laughs> But when it's an, imp- and those weren't like imp- super important tool purchases, um, 
I mean, these are actual tools that you use, but I'm just using these as an example for tools. Do you know the difference that I'm... I do know, yeah. Sorry, it's confusing. But... That is confusing. I really like DeWalt. Mm-hmm. Okay? Who doesn't? Everyone has their favorite, like, brand. DeWalt right? is everyone's favorite. And that brand is attached <laughs> to someone or something. And so people buy... Even when people buy tools, they associate that tool with something else. And then in buying that tool, they are also trying to associate themselves with that thing. That's why people dress a certain way when they're in a certain group. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be in that group, you dress that certain way. That's why Land Rover people drive Land Rovers. Yeah. You know? like. Really, do they go off-roading that much? Probably not. Some of them probably do. Some of them do, and they're awesome. But for the average driver that's driving around Santa Barbara... It's just like a brand. It is a brand. It is a tool that gets them from point A to point B, but with the with choosing that tool, they're very picky in particular because they're trying to associate themselves with certain... Okay, so yes, I view clothes as a tool, but also there's something else. You because you want to be associated with something? Maybe. I think everybody does. Yes. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Everyone wants to be a part of a tribe. In like if you because everybody has a style. And I think we've had this conversation before. Even if you have a style, like so everybody has their own personal style and it's a reflection of what they want people to think of them. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. how they want people to see them. So even if you're someone who says, I don't care what people think, I wear what I want and I don't care what people think, the way that you dress says that because you want it to say that. Right. Like you want to put off the vibe, like I don't care. Look at me. Obviously, I don't care, you know. But there's another side of it also. Mm -hmm. It also internalizes a certain feeling. So it's sometimes it is about the way that you are perceived by other people, but sometimes it's about the way that you perceive yourself. Yeah. When you're wearing a really nice fancy suit, you feel a little bit fancy. If you're wearing a Rolex, like you feel like you're rich. Yeah, you feel good. When you look good, you feel like you look good. When you're working in a really awesome carpentry shop that you built out with all of the like top tools and, you know, you just feel a little bit more professional Mm -hmm. than when you're working with Harbor Freight in your garage, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I'm trying to still like think of this in relation to clothes because that's like what we're Talking about well, for instance, no one knows that you are may wearing Madewell jeans unless they see the tag. You know that you are wearing Madewell jeans. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Would you feel different if if they fit the same and felt the same and functioned the same as Forever Twenty One jeans? So are you saying if the brand was a different brand, would I still love them? Yes. If they had the same, like, I like the button fly. If they had the same button fly and the same, like, high-waisted 
stuff going on where it's like I just I just feel so good in those jeans and they're so comfy and they like suck me in a little bit which I like um I would not have like okay I would not have an issue with it except for since that I'm doing this challenge I am trying to only purchase ethical clothing from here on out so I would have an issue with it but does buying ethical clothing make you feel better it does because I know that even though I'm just a one person doing this, it still is better than me continuing my fast fashion habit. So mm. it does make me feel better. It makes me feel good about myself, like I'm doing a good thing in maybe like a prideful way. But it also makes me feel like, okay, I know that me not shopping every single time I want to is making at least a tiny bit of a difference. Hmm. So it's both. It's a prideful thing, and it's like, yes, I know this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, I generally care less about what people think about me than you. Although yeah, probably. Although you have gone great strides over the past couple of years. I have, yes. That's true. Thank you for saying that. Um, so there's three things that I think of, getting back to the main point. Okay. Sorry. When I am purchasing clothing and they are the fit, I they need to fit well. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's some people who don't really care how clothes fit as well as long as they like function well and the fabric feels nice and it's good quality. Like they're fine. If it functions well though and it doesn't fit well, does it really function well? As long as it's I don't not think so. getting in the way. I mean. The definition of something that I want to wear is it fits well and feels good. Like that's, I don't. Yeah, I I guess everyone has a different definition of what fits well for them. Or what functions well. But I think some people honestly don't even think about like if that fits. No, they don't. I, I used to not. I used to not. I used to just like try to fit into things that were either too small for me or like too huge for me and just like try to make it work. And I. Because I really wanted to wear that thing and I found it at a thrift store or, you know, I found it in like, I don't know, like someone as a hand-me-down or something, you know. So I really wanted to make it work because it was super cute. So I would just. And I think that I've made concessions for stuff like that before, but I've never really been happy with them. Yeah. It was like, okay, they fit everywhere except the the waist is just three inches too big. (laughs) But now when something doesn't fit well, you're like. No, what is this trash? I hate this. Yeah. This is ridiculous. The sleeves are three inches too short. Yeah, or when it's like the the torso was too short. Mm. The bane of my existence. Anyways, so the first one is fit. It has to fit me well, and I'm picky about how things fit. And I have tried on a lot of jeans oh my gosh the amount of times we go to levi's a lot of jeans but here's the thing even with levi's i used to think of levi's as a quality brand i know they make some quality made in america selvage jeans or whatever but they're like 120 dollars, and i'm like who's gonna pay or more that much for that they have a pair of jeans that's 250 dollars. i don't know why but they have a 250 dollar oh elves made it yeah, with their own hair. With golden needles. 
But um, Levi's, the fit is different on every single pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. You could buy a 31, 32 in eight different jeans and they'd fit eight different ways. Because they have so many different lines within their brand, you know? And that it's also the, like the sizing is just different too. Like they'll have like, well, last time I shopped at Levi's, which was a long time ago, they would have like two, four, six, eight, and they'd also have like one, three, five, seven for women. And then 25 through 32 yeah, women also. Like all the, those numbers. And it's like, what, how do you know what is your size? And so maybe they've redone that, but that was really confusing too. And that just was a huge turnoff for me. Cause I'm like, I don't want to try to decipher which, like, I just want to know my size in Levi's, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so fit is very important to me. Mm-hmm. The next important thing for me when I'm m- making clothing purchase is the fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, the fabric has got to feel good, be comfortable, and be good quality and maintain. So I try to stay away from cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, because cotton kills, as they like to say in the backpacking world. Oh boy. But cotton absorbs a ton of moisture. It retains the moisture. It also absorbs body oils and And dirt and odor. And even though you buy a pre-shrunk cotton shirt, it will still shrink. Mm -hmm. And the colors will bleed. And it stains easy. And it stinks. Like it literally absorbs odors and just holds them in there and they like stay yeah they they stay even when you wash Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that this shirt that i'm wearing is cotton has cotton it's a cotton blend yeah and it is i mean i love the shirt but it does have like an old kind of smell to it Mm -hmm. not it's not like bad but it's like i notice it when i'm putting it on yeah like but there's so many great fabrics out there and there's so many technological advances that we've made as in the fabric world. And but cotton. cotton is cheap, though. Cotton is cheap and cotton is comfortable. That's the thing. Yeah, it is really comfortable. See, people have this weird thing against wool and nylon and polyester where they're like, oh, it's hot. Oh, it's itchy. Oh, it's stiff. But if you get the right cotton... The right polyester. The right cotton. The right nylon. The right wool blend. Then it will work out fine. And so there's things like like Coolmax that people are able to uh, make, infuse in cotton and polyester. And that keeps you cool and it regulates your body temperature. And it also... Makes it breathe easier. It's just like it's a technical fabric that you can have in everyday clothes, which is like awesome. So the fabric's really important. It's got to have a little bit of stretch. It's got to have be good quality. It's got to feel nice, but it also has to have like some added features. You know, like breathability. Like I want a shirt that's breathable. Is that too much to ask? No, that's why I like linen stuff. And whatever that gauzy whatever blend that I have, I mm-hmm. love them. They're they're breathable and they are they fall nicely. Right. The last thing that I think about um after 
fit and fabric is the functionality of it. Um, functionality. I was just going to say function, but function. Like, that doesn't really sound right. Functionality. And what I mean by that is, can I wear this to multiple um, activities? Can I wear this during multiple activities? Uh, how functional can it be in my everyday life? Can I wear this to work? Can I wear this to church? Can I wear this on a date? Can I wear this climbing? Can I wear this biking? Can I wear this while I'm hiking with my kids? Can I wear this while I am mowing the lawn? Can I wear this when I'm working out at the gym? That kind of stuff. That is weird. Why? Okay, I, well, I do that to an extent, but I do it like, will this function with the other things that I've already invested money in? You know, like with my clothes that I already have. Will this work well with them? But I don't think of like, like will this work for, will this check all the boxes of all my life activities? Because I have, like for working out, I have clothes that are specifically meant to be worked out in. And I feel fine with that. And then I have my regular other clothes. But I guess I do try to think of, try to get things that are like, I could dress this up or dress this down. That's like the extent of that for me. And, like, does it go with other things? See, well, I know that you do think about that sometimes because you're like, oh, this is a good date night thing. Or this is a good thing to wear, like, on, like, you you don't wear a dress every day. No, I rarely wear dresses. I wear dresses to church sometimes. That's it. What other functions do you attend? Well, like, weddings. I don't. I don't attend functions. <laughs> I'm not Emily Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have your dinner dress and your I'm not a part of the evening dress. DA or whatever she is. Wait. Uh, Daughters of D A R Enforcement. Daughters of the American Revolution. D A R. Um Yeah, that's well that's the thing that I would do so often was like I would buy like that yellow dress that I just sold that was really hard for me to part with. I bought it like three years ago and I loved the, like, Mexican it. Mexican looking one? No, it was like yellow and the top was um, flowers. Like, yeah, it was Mexican looking. No. The, no, the top was sheer. Oh, oh, that it, yellow one. Yeah. Um, and I, it was a, a very beautiful dress and I wore it like three times maybe ever. And. I just didn't, I don't know. I would do this this stuff where I would buy like a really pretty something and wear it like just a couple of times and then I still have it and I don't wear it often, you know? So if I want to wear, this is what I figured out. I was like, if I do want to wear more dresses, which I would like to, I love wearing dresses, then the dresses that I buy and that I have need to be simpler <laughs> because the really fancy, pretty, cute ones were not, like, I'm not going to wear that on a walk with my kids, you know? Like, I'm not going to wear that in everyday life, ever. So, I realized I had too many of those, like, one-time use dresses, and I had to let a lot of them go. And I've kept ones that are more simple, because I would like to wear them in more everyday life situations, because, I don't know, I like wearing dresses. It makes me feel pretty, and I just like them, so... Yeah, 
that's the that's another thing that I'm kind of learning is like it's really easy to just see like something that's really trendy right now and like really cute and be like oh I need that and then buy it like that was that was the story of my life and that made for like a whole closet full of stuff that doesn't go together and that I only wore a couple times and blah 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 so so yeah I do think that this idea of how functional the clothing will be in your wardrobe stems from minimalism Mm -hmm. because I fell into the same trap that you fell into. I was like, okay, I've got my gym outfit. I've got my climbing outfit. I have my bike, my commuting to work outfit. I've got my work stuff and then I've got my home stuff and then I've got my date stuff and then I've got my like working outside stuff. I don't ever remember you having that many categories. <laughs> Wait, you don't know what's uh, what clothes I have? <laughs> yes, I do. No, you don't. All six of them. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it hasn't always been that way. I know. But I know this for like, do you remember when we hiked the John Muir Trail? Mm-hmm. No, not the John Muir Trail. We didn't hike that. Lost Coast. Lost Coast Trail. And we bought, we bought some stuff for that. Now, granted, we did need some of that stuff, but I was like, okay, this is my, like, these are going to be my hiking clothes. <laughs> but, well, even for you, like, you have two different types of gym shoes now. I do. I have, well, I have, like, the training shoes, and then I have, like, my running shoes. But you could just have one. Yeah, but my running shoes are comfier. So you could wear those to training. And you could wear those hiking. And you could wear those going to Target. I do wear them. That's the thing for me. All my workout stuff is in one category. So, like, I mean, I have a lot. Maybe I need to downsize in my yoga pants. Oh, no. Bite your tongue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have, like, all of my, like, active stuff. Like, hiking, working out. That's all the active stuff that I do. All of my active activities. <laughs> okay, so hiking and going to the gym. My two things, like that is that is there's crossover a category in itself. No, th- those are the same clothes. Those like, are the same clothes. Yes, the, but the, they're the same. Right. And and then I have like the rest of my clothes. So I don't want to hike in jeans. I have no desire to work out in a thermal. You know, like. I don't have any desire to wear my everyday clothes for working out or for hiking. And if that's the only two things that I have is regular life and then like active, active wear, I feel fine with that because of how much I already have downsized. And I, yeah, I feel good about that. Mm. So, but I, and I have gotten rid of a lot of my single use dresses that I loved and was hanging on to for, you know, that one occasion whenever it might happen that was hard for me to do to get rid of a lot of them i still have a couple yeah i'll probably sell them at the end of my capsule but whatever i guess the reason why is that i started i started coming up with these categories and i was like oh this is for this this is for this this is for this and they were like very specific and i was like wait a second the only time i'm wearing this is when i'm doing this activity like the commuter jeans Right. And that's kind of like silly. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wait, I I paid $80. I got sucked into this thing. 
thinking that I need to buy these commuter jeans. Yeah. And then they have a DWR coating that washes off in two washes, which is ridiculous, and reflective cuffs. And that's it. Like, that they were a normal pair of... And they had a the padded butt. They were a gusseted crotch. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> there was no padding in my butt. What do you think that I'm wearing? <laughs> a butt pad. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I didn't know what a gusseted crotch was. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean, gusset like, you. Just kidding. The things. The thing is that every <laughs> everything in these categories they charge more because it's a specialized, you know, thing. So you have a dinner And they dress, make you think you need it. Or you have a suit. You're like, okay, I'm going to a wedding. I need to wear a suit. And it's like, okay, but it needs to be a nice quality suit. It needs to fit me well, even though I'm only going to wear it once or twice, which is like so, so dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, like wedding, funeral, you should probably have a suit. Like, especially if it's your wedding or if you're officiating or something like that. But that really is like a one-time use clothing. Yeah. And you spend a lot of money on it. Well, that's how a lot of things are that like companies make you feel like you need if you're doing this certain thing. Like if you are... And they charge more because it's specialized. Yeah, because it's specific to that activity or that event or whatever. And that's so... I mean, I have fallen prey to that so many times. So I'm not even going to try to pretend that I have it but it's just so dumb and like it i just i don't know they know what they're doing like companies know what they're doing with their marketing so i mean i guess good job companies but still that doesn't mean that we have to like fall into that every time we start doing a new life activity or something i don't know right like if i if i started working on the garage more and I was just like every month I was working out there a little bit of time. Would it be necessary for me to go out and buy a pair of Carhartts and a new Carhartt flannel and t-shirt? <laughs> Only and some, if that's the image you'd like to protect. <laughs> and some red wing boots. I mean, like no one is out in the garage watching me. Do <laughs> I need to buy those things? No, probably no, not. But I'm told that I need those things because it's work wear. That's right. how I felt when we got the gym membership at the Y. I was like, okay, well, we have a gym membership now, and I'm going to work out, so I need, like, a whole bunch of new workout clothes. And then I got, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be doing yoga. I don't have, like, specific, like, yoga bras, so I got some from Lululemon. <laughs> right, you need a yoga bra. You can't just have a normal workout bra. No, of course not. Peasants. <laughs> But, I mean, the yoga bra is really nice. I'm not going to lie. But um, that I didn't need to buy it for that. Like, I've ha- I have sports bras that are not yoga bras. They're not called yoga bras. They're called, I mean. <laughs> I think someone should start that up. Yogabras.com. Yoga bras. So, <laughs> I didn't need to buy a yoga bra. But I wanted to because I was like. It was like a, I, I'm committing to this, you know, like I'm doing this. I need, I mean, I mean, new clothes make us feel nice, whatever. And I wanted to 
be like official. Like I'm a yoga person now, so I have a yoga bra. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just one of the many instances I've fallen for something like that. So, <laughs> so the reason why I use this functionality piece when I'm thinking about what type of clothing or what article of clothing I'm buying is because I don't want to fall into that marketing trap. And I also know that if I have a problem, someone else has probably had that problem and a company has probably found a solution for that. For instance, well, actually, I haven't really found a solution for this one yet, but I haven't found the solution. I found a bunch of solutions, but like I wanted a pair of shorts that I could swim in, that I could run in, that I could hike in, and that I could work out at the gym in. And that were like the right length, quick drying, mesh pockets, didn't look dorky, you know, but I could also wear to like normal every day that mm-hmm. didn't look like gym shorts or running shorts. And didn't you say you wanted to like be able to swim in them too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of companies who have made, they're called like hybrid shorts, hybrid swim run, hybrid gym swim, hybrid, you know, whatever. There's a bunch of companies that have made these. I just haven't found the right one. But once I know, like instead of buying a specialized pair of running shorts and a specialized pair of swimming shorts, why can't I just have both? Yeah. And that was kind of my premise for a lot of this stuff. When you mix that in with the fit and the fabric, if you have technical fabrics, you can use it for multiple things. If you have good quality and the fit is good, then you can use it in multiple functions. So like the pair of jeans I'm wearing right now, it has Coolmax, it has polyester, it has, um, it's either Elastane or what's the other stretchy thing, spandex? Rayon. No, rayon clings <laughs> to your skin. It's a, it has I a draping effect. <laughs> okay. Um, Can I say something? Yes. It's not about that, but it's about what we're talking about. No, go ahead. Um, Another concept that was kind of foreign to me, which, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer, but, you know, when you are, like, so used to just buying whatever you want to, when you go to Target, not whatever you want to. It's not like I have like a million dollars and I'm, you know, I was just spending money on clothes that I didn't need and didn't really want. But I mean, I've talked about this before, but anyways, that this concept of like only buying things when you need them is like so foreign or it was for me because like I said, I would just go to Target and get well, I was like, oh, well, I'm here. I mean, I need to get a striped shirt. I have to see what kind of striped shirts they have because what if the perfect one is here? So I would do that and I would buy a shirt. And then now to like have this month of not buying anything. Well, it's more like two months, but to have this time of not buying anything, no clothes, because I have a lot of clothes, even after getting rid of the amount that I did, which was embarrassingly high a large amount of clothes I still have a lot of clothes and I don't need anything so that this this time of not buying stuff has just been very like eye-opening in a lot of ways but we don't need 
things unless we need them. You know, like if, if I was going to start going to yoga and I did not have any sports bras whatsoever, I would need to buy a sports bra in that sense. And maybe a yoga bra wouldn't be the best choice because what if I wanted to do any other kind of working out? I could buy, like you were saying, something that's multifunctional. But that is an instance where I would need to buy a new sports bra, you know, not just, oh, I'm doing a new activity. The old sports bras that I have don't work, you know. So that has kind of changed a lot for me. So that's very, that's very interesting. And it, I don't know, like it makes you be, it makes you be, (laughs) it makes you think a lot more intentionally about like how you're going to spend your money and I don't know. I just thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, I mean, some people, well, I was just thinking like, okay, so in the group, the Facebook group, we, we have this challenge, you know, like we're not buying anything. And each week there's like a different smaller challenge that we're working on. And someone posted and they said, I like recently had a baby and my, I only had like two pairs of jeans. One of them, I forgot if she said she left them somewhere or something. But basically, she was down to one pair and they ripped. Like, she got a rip in the crotch. So, she's like, I literally do not have jeans. And I need, like, I can wear yoga pants for now. But, I mean, there's going to come a time when I need to buy jeans. And I was thinking, like, this is a genuine need. Like, she does not have any other jeans. Because the ones that she does have, have a hole in them. And somewhere that you don't want a hole. So, that, she was, like, asking if people if anyone in her size wanted to sell her a pair of jeans or something. So I don't know. I just, that was like really eye opening for me. So I don't know. I think that everybody can benefit from that though, because everyone buys stuff that they don't need. I mean, some people I'm sure are very diligent with that, but even if you were like, even with like Starbucks, I don't need Starbucks, you know, I don't need to buy like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that we don't need to buy, but right. Right. It's, a, it's a privilege that we have to be able to buy things that are not necessities. I think that this idea of the back to the functionality. <laughs> you don't have anything to add about what I just said? I agree. There's a difference. I agree with everything you said. And there is a difference between need and want. And that line gets blurred a lot by marketers when we believe them. True. Okay. I accept that. Back to functionality. <laughs> I just, it had to do with a sentence you had said like a whole paragraph earlier and I was like, well, it's not going to naturally come back to that. So I have to interject. <laughs> Sorry. I'll try to wrap it up here. Ugh. This functionality aspect of buying clothing stemmed from when I did the 100 Things Challenge by Dave Bruno. It's a book that he wrote. And in that he talked about how, you know, he has these different activities that he does. He, ha- he has uh, climbing, he has surfing, he has backpacking, he has hiking. And then he has, you know, like teaching for his school and that he was a professor or is a professor at Point Loma. And um, that made me start thinking there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I do. And I've started to cut back on those things and started to minimize some of those things. But there's still some things, uh, quite a few things that I that I do. I um play with my kids. I do work outside, do work in the garage, do work in an office setting where it's business casual. I ride my bike to work. I go climbing. 
and then, you know, just the other things. Camping, backpacking, hiking, going on dates, things like that. And I... Going on dates. Going on dates and things like that. That's one of my hobbies. Yes. (laughs) But there's these things that I do, and I want for my clothes to be multi-use clothing. So I don't want to just have... And I used to have this before. A date shirt. I only use that for dates. I miss the date shirt. I can still dress nice on a date. I know, but it was like, a, oh, he's wearing the date shirt. We're going on a date. Yes. Mm. But how often did it get used? Well, you wore it when we were went like anywhere hot. Mm, true. So with my my wardrobe now. How often did it get used? That means how often did you take me on a date? How often did you take <laughs> me on a date, you sexist pig? Kick <laughs> I just want to be able to wear my clothes for more than one thing. Like, I want to be comfortable. I just want to be comfortable in what I'm doing. I want to ride my bike to work, go to work, go to the climbing gym. I don't have a lot of time. Everyone's busy. Like, why are you going to bring a pair of clothes with you everywhere? That's just silly. That's silliness. (laughs) Like, just stop. Just stop being silly. Just buy what you need and stop buying what you want. And just expect more out of your clothes. Yes. Your clothes serve you. You do not have to serve your clothes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that really works, but okay. <laughs> okay, well. Okay. I still view clothes as a tool, but I'm picky about the tools that I use. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, hit us with the recommendations, hon. Okay. My first recommendation is Key Lime LaCroix. And I know I've been seeing some of these memes about people hating on LaCroix, and I say no. But one that was funny was like, um, <laughs> this isn't a meme. It was just something someone posted on Twitter. It was like, one question I have for people who drink LaCroix, have you ever tried any other drinks? <laughs> And another one was like, LaCroix is, tastes like if someone yelled the name of a fruit from another room. <laughs> okay. Uh, LaCroix tastes like an apple at 10% battery. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, back to LaCroix. Um, no more joking about LaCroix, please. Uh, the key lime flavor is very good. If you don't like LaCroix, you're not going to like this. So just Be good. don't even worry about it. But it tastes like a lime popsicle to me. Obviously not sweet. It's not soda. Okay, we're not trying to get diabetes here. But the um, the flavor of the key lime LaCroix is just very good. And it's different from the regular lime. I don't know how to explain it. So anyways, that is my first recommendation. My second, it's a little sweeter and creamier. No, it's not sweeter. It's it is a little bit sweet. It's not as tart. It's more flavorful. It's not as tart. No, it's not more flavorful. It's LaCroix. No, I think it's more flavorful than the regular lime is what I'm saying. But it's definitely not sweeter. It's not sweet. Well, anyways, it's better than lime. And I love the lime. So 
next recommendation is this really easy recipe that I've been making like all the time because it's easy and we have the stuff for it. And Zach is probably so sick of it, but um, it's basically like fried rice, I guess, but it's not like greasy. Um, I take cabbage, chopped up cabbage, chopped up kale. If I had green onions, I would also throw those in there. There's kale in this? Shredded. Yes, there is. You have fooled me. I know. It's good, huh? Um, shredded I don't like carrots. It anymore. <laughs> I'm not eating any more of the okay. leftovers. Shh. Shredded carrots. And if I if we have like chicken, I'll throw that in there too. Like chicken that's already cooked. Um, so I chop those things up, get those all prepared. Mise en place. If you've ever watched any cooking shows, you know what I mean. Mise en place. Um and then I'll take the garlic olive oil from Trader Joe's. Super good. Oh, it's so good. And I'll heat a little bit of that up on a large, larger um, frying pan. Not like the baby size. And Wait, then, what about the coconut aminos? Hun, that is coming. Oh. Relax. Yeah. So you do that. And then, uh, then I put all the veggies in. And then once the veggies are in, then I add like grated ginger and then um like minced garlic just a little bit like one clove and just like a little nub of the ginger and then i mix that all up and as that's cooking then i'll add the chicken because the chicken really just needs to be reheated since it's already cooked um i'll add the chicken and then i add the rice so this is the easy part you just get those frozen brown rice packs that you're supposed to put in the microwave that are from Trader Joe's. Like really you can put them in a microwave and they steam up and it makes like perfectly steamed brown rice and it's so good. But I just take it when it's frozen and put it straight in the frying pan. Okay. So frozen rice, you're like, what the heck? Well, the thing is it's already cooked ahead of time and then they freeze it. So it's fine. It's basically just thawing. So I put that in and then as that's like melting, not melting, thawing, then there will be like a little more moisture in there. So I wait for that to kind of go down because it's, you know, it's water. So I wait for that to like go down and I'm mixing and whatever. And then I add the coconut aminos. Okay. And I've learned this the hard way. This is what Zach was talking about it being too salty because we ran out of coconut aminos and I thought, okay, well we have liquid aminos, which is derived from soy sauce. So I thought, well, it's not soy sauce, so it's probably not as salty. And I, I use that, and it is as salty as soy sauce. So don't use soy sauce. Just as salty. Don't use soy sauce. You got to get the coconut aminos. They sell it at Trader Joe's. It's so good. They're a little bit sweet, but they got they have like a really good flavor. So I don't know how to explain them. It. It's like really good. I don't know why I say they. Because it's aminos. It makes me feel like it's a they, but it's just like a, a liquid sauce stuff. So I put like a lot of that on. Like you can use a lot more of it than you would soy sauce because it's not salty. And it doesn't have like a ton of sodium and stuff. So it's like a shake, 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 like around. I go around the thing. <laughs> Sorry, sex giving me the wrap it up finger. Um. <laughs> it's not the middle finger, <laughs> in case you're wondering. <laughs> wrap it up. Um, so I just do like, I shake it all around the the frying pan once, like in a circle. Like do, 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 do. And then I take hot sauce. About how many ounces do you think that is? I don't know. Probably like two, two ounces. But I don't measure a thing in ounces. So maybe like two tablespoons, maybe more. 
Um, and then hot sauce. This is another crucial part. Even if you don't like things spicy, hot sauce will just add some flavor. It won't be super spicy depending on how much you add. We like spicy things, so I add a pretty good amount. But I really like the Yellow Bird jalapeno hot sauce. I got it from Whole Foods, but put that in. And that also helps a lot with the texture, so keep that in mind. And then you mix it together, let it simmer, add a little bit of salt because, like I said, the coconut minos are not salty like soy sauce. And then you're done. And you can also put, like, on top, you could have, like, I mean, it would be good with, like, a lime squeezed on top or, like, cilantro or, I don't know. Like, you can add anything. And you could add any veggies, peppers, broccoli, whatever you want. So, it's very a base, a good base dish to add whatever you want to. So, we've been eating a lot of that lately. (laughs) So easy. And it's so good. All right. I have one recommendation. It is to get acorns and start saving some money for the end of the year and right now if you join we get five dollars you get five dollars if you put money into your account we've talked about acorns a ton before it is super simple super easy great way to save some extra money it just rounds up every purchase you make to the nearest dollar and if we have what is it seven people it, that's done. Uh, oh, it is? It's just till the 7th. Bummer. Well, anyways, I still recommend it. They also have recently started a life, uh, re- not life insurance, a <laughs> retirement part of, so you can invest long term um, with your daily roundups into a retirement account, which if you don't have a retirement account, You should start because the best time to start was five years ago, but the second best time to start is right now. And with the compound interest that you'll receive over the years, seriously, there's no reason why you shouldn't have started at 22. Okay? I'm just going to say that. I would have been a millionaire if I would have started earlier. Oh, my. For real. I could be married to a millionaire right now. I could have. I could. Hey, if I die, you get a million dollars. Oh, good. (laughs) Actually, I probably shouldn't publish that. (laughs) Maybe not. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks for tuning in this week. Okay, bye. Happy trails. Wait, I got to wait until it goes to the... This part. (laughs) Happy trails. Wait, that episode was a lot of fun. We're so fun.